It's the 365 Days of Astronomy podcast, coming in 3, 2, 1. This is The Daily Space for today, Thursday, July 16th, 2020. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Gay, and I am here to put science in your brain. Today, it feels like 1,000 spacecraft are all crying out for attention. And today's episode has quite by chance become a roundup of what our favorite robot explorers are up to. This morning, the European Space Agency released the first round of images from Solar Orbiter. Launched on February 10th of this year, this mission took a fast path to the sun and is now sending back images from closer to the sun than any mission that has come before. Solar Orbiter is one of two missions currently flying near the sun. Working in collaboration with the Parker Solar Probe, which launched in 2018, These two missions are working to study the details of our sun's magnetic fields, atmosphere, and the temperature structure of its outermost layers. In today's image release, the team operating Solar Orbiter discussed the challenges they've had working to operate a mission with 10 different scientific instruments, when most of the team has to work from home. To see them succeed and also have early science results, is really a testament to this team's ability to collaborate over the internet. And it's an argument for allowing folks to keep working from home if they want to, when and if things ever get back to normal. Their images caught a previously predicted phenomena called campfires. According to David Brigham's principal investigator of the EUI high-res imager, the campfires are little relatives of the solar flares that we can observe from Earth but they're a million or billion times smaller. The sun might look quiet at first glance, but when we look in detail, we can see those miniature flares everywhere we look. More data is still needed to understand the temperature profile of the campfires, and that data will be coming in the future from the SPICE instrument. When we have the results, we'll bring them to you right here on The Daily Space. Solar Orbiter isn't the only mission on the move. On the fifth anniversary of its historic flyby of Pluto, the New Horizons mission is looking back on its greatest discoveries while it looks ahead to its next encounter. Prior to this mission, our best images of Pluto came from Hubble, and it saw Pluto as nothing more than a smudge a few pixels across. With its high-resolution mapping of one side of Pluto and medium-resolution imaging of the entire world, we find ourselves drowning in new ideas about this icy world. Here are the 10 facts Pluto scientists find the most amazing. First of all, Pluto has a heart, and it drives activity on the planet. Second, there's probably a vast liquid water ocean sloshing beneath Pluto's surface. Third, Pluto may still be tectonically active because that ocean is still liquid. Fourth, Pluto was and still may be volcanically active, 
We're not talking lava here, folks. We're talking icy volcanoes. Fifth, glaciers cut across Pluto's surface even today, and they've done so for billions of years. Six, Pluto has heat convection cells on its giant glacier Sputnik. Seven, Pluto has a literal beating heart that controls its atmosphere and climate. Eight, Pluto has dunes. These are icy dunes, not sandy dunes like we have here on Earth. Nine, Pluto and Chiron, its moon, have almost no or little craters. And that has some big implications. This brings me to a fact they didn't list that is my personal favorite Pluto fact. The surface of Pluto, in many places, has been around for a shorter amount of time than honeybees. Honeybees have been around on Earth longer than Pluto's surface has been, well, on Pluto. Finally, Chiron had a volcanic past, and it could be key to understanding other icy worlds. The New Horizons spacecraft is still healthy and has some fuel remaining that can be used to direct it near yet another Kuiper Belt object. But for that to happen, scientists need to find one with an orbit that gets it close enough to New Horizons' path that a flyby is possible. Space is mostly empty, and finding a next new target is an ongoing process. Currently, an international team is using the Subaru Telescope in Hawaii to search for just the right Kuiper Belt object. And we here at The Daily Space wish them all the luck in the solar system. Missions to other worlds can take decades to plan and more months or years to travel to their target. Unfortunately, to get to their destinations, these missions have to launch when the planets are correctly aligned so they can take the best advantage of our Earth's motion, gravitational assists from other worlds, and then get to their destination when it's in just the right place in its orbit. Mars is close enough to Earth that we see just the right alignments about every 18 months. And right now, Earth and Mars are perfectly placed for launch. Originally, there was going to be major missions from both NASA and ESA, as well as missions from new countries, including the United Arab Emirates. But space is hard. ESA has had to postpone their Rosalind Franklin rover until the next launch window. And NASA's Perseverance rover is going to potentially launch outside the ideal launch window due to various issues with the rocket. And it doesn't yet have a launch date set. On schedule and ready to go, however, is that United Arab Emirates mission. Their first interplanetary mission and the first such mission from any Arabic-speaking country. Called Al-Amal, which translates to hope, their orbiter will study Mars' atmosphere in detail, adding to the data set started by MAVEN. This mission is set to launch sometime this month from Japan on an H-2A rocket. If we can, we'll bring you this launch live right here on twitch.tv slash CosmoQuestX. For now, though, this is all the news we have for today. Thanks for being here for The Daily Space. Today's episode was written by me, Dr. Pamela Gay. Engineering is provided by Ali Pelfrey and web content is produced by Beth Johnson. 
You can get a complete transcript, show notes, and see images related to each of our stories at our website, dailyspace.org. We are a production of the Planetary Science Institute, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to exploring our solar system and beyond. We are here thanks to the generous contributions of people like you. The best way you can support us is through patreon.com slash cosmoquistex. Like us? Please review us. Your reviews, wherever you listen to podcasts, will make it easier for others to find this show. Please help us grow our community. You never know whose life you can improve with a daily dose of science. You are listening to the 365 Days of Astronomy podcast. The 365 Days of Astronomy podcast is produced by the Planetary Science Institute. Audio post-production by Richard Drum. Bandwidth donated by Libsyn.com and Wizard Media. You may reproduce and distribute this audio for non-commercial purposes. This show is made possible thanks to the generous donations of people like you. Please consider supporting our show on Patreon.com forward slash 365 Days of Astronomy and get access to bonus content. After 10 years, the three. 365 Days of Astronomy podcast is entering its second decade of sharing important milestones in space exploration and astronomy discoveries. Join us and share your story. Until tomorrow, goodbye. <laughs>